intro goes. You know what? Drive.google.com. I, you know what? I, nope. Um, yeah, don't pretend like you do. I do. I think. Hold on. I'll do it for the both do, of us. Do the intro for Hi, both of us. Hi, I'm Ellie. And I'm Emma. <laughs> and this is our podcast, No Context, where we read fan fiction from fandoms that we're not a part of. And then we guess the plot based on what we read. This week, Ellie is going to break down, uh, just the the what phenomenon. You, yes, that's a good word. The phenomenon that was Super Hulak. Mm-hmm. If you were on Tumblr in the early 2010s, you should have gotten full body chills from that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. Um, you know what? Here's the thing. Not for me, because I was one of them. I, okay, let me start off by defining Super Hulak. Please, uh, for everyone This who is so know. exciting. So this episode is kind of a mix of introducing people to Super Hulak who don't know what that is, uh, but also, you know, a trip down memory lane for those of us who are well acquainted with the Super Hulak and the early Tumblr days. I guess... My early Tumblr days was, like, the beginning rise and then fall of Super Hulak. It was incredible. So, Super Hulak, this is the Urban Dictionary definition, Uh so you know it's official. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A fan-based idea of combining three shows, okay, CW's Supernatural, BBC's Doctor Who, and BBC's Sherlock too much there's a lot going on here Mm -hmm. so the interesting thing about super hulak is that it is a crossover of the three shows Mm -hmm. sometimes but mostly it was like a combination of the fans because if you have a venn diagram of those three shows there was a lot of crossover of people who were fans of supernatural Fans of Doctor Who and fans of Sherlock. It, a lot of the time it was like fan crossovers and then people would joke in Tumblr post comments, Whovians, get your sonic screwdrivers. Uh, okay, wait, I yep. have to, hold on. Let me, get your TARDISes? No, no. that can't be right. No, it's, it's sonic screwdrivers. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, it is. Fandom, grab your weapons. You know what I meant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, fanlore.org. This is so good. All right. So this is a Tumblr post from 2012 that went viral, <laughs> and people still make fun of it to this day, and it is so freaking iconic. Dude, okay. Tumblr history is just so much, and so many people don't even, like, know about it. Yeah. They don't even know. And that's crazy. And I to wish me. they did. I It is crazy because it was so significant to my formative mm-hmm. internet teenagehood. Yeah. Same. I got a Tumblr in 2011 or 2012 cuz it was like the beginning of the Marvel fandom for me. Mm. Here's the Tumblr post. Potterheads, grab your wands. Whovians, 
hop in your TARDISes, which, okay, I've seen a version of this that's Whovians grab your sonic screwdrivers, and that makes so much more sense to me. It makes so much more sense. So that's what we're changing it to. Okay, good. Supernatural fans, get the shotguns. Sherlock, Kate, you know what? This sounds wrong to me. Is it the trench coat thing? No, it's not. Am I making up a version of this meme that doesn't exist? Am I Mandela affecting myself right now? Whoa. Okay, because I remember. On? I'm, I'm remembering on, an alternate version of this. I need you to read the rest and then tell me what you were thinking. Because okay, I think I'll, we yeah. might be on the same page. Uh, Where did I leave off? Sherlockians, hire your consulting criminals. Tributes, knock an arrow. Oh my gosh, remember the Hunger Games fandom? <laughs> mm, I don't <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> I forgot that was even a thing. I forgot okay. that was a thing. Avengers fans assemble. That that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Lord of the Rings fans unsheath Sting. We've got a few people to track down. End quote. So okay, there's a lot. There's a lot more going on here than I was previously prepared for. Um, I need a minute. Okay, so what I remember, obviously is Whovians grab your sonic screwdrivers. And then yeah. the, the Sherlockians, which is just that itself, just alone, that word shouldn't exist. Um, it should not exist. It's grab your trench coat or something like that. That's what I remember. Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you're right. Because Benedict Cumberbatch always be wearing that, that one coat. And the scarf. And the scarf. Um, this meme is pretty cringe, I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not afraid to say it. Okay. Sorry, I know cringe culture is dead. Cringe culture meaning people making fun of cringe, which was very popular during the Tumblr age. Yes. In the, like, war between not only hipster Tumblr and fandom Tumblr, I don't even know what to call it. I don't want to call it, like, queer culture Tumblr because Mm. it... It is not representative of the queer experience. It was very toxic. The birthplace of rabies sexual is what I'm talking about. Do you remember rabies sexual? I forget that that exists um, all the time. Just all the time. And I I don't like that you remind it. I have heartburn now. (laughs) (laughs) My heart hurts. I'm so sorry. You said rabies sexual and I, my I heart know. hurts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's upsetting. I'm just gonna I'll say it. It is. Anyway, yeah, Super Hulock, because they're like they were the big three of Tumblr fandom wise. Mm-hmm. So many individual, okay, supernatural, Sherlock, and Doctor Who blogs. Mm-hmm. And I followed and still follow, because I still have my Tumblr. I have multiple Tumblrs, actually. Me too. Uh, my Tumblr blog, before it was a Fallout fan blog, mm-hmm. was... I don't want to call it Super Hulock, because it wasn't exclusively that. I did reblog a lot of Doctor Who and Sherlock content. But it was a lot of Marvel, also, because I was really into the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Avengers movie, specifically. And then, um, I don't know, the last, like, three years have kind of killed all semblance of enjoyment of anything for me. So, I don't even consume Marvel content anymore. I don't Because either. I'm like, what's the point? And you know what? So many people have gotten mad at me for this. But Say it. But I 
I don't like superhero movies. I love Iron Man. He's my favorite superhero. But just superhero movies are so boring to me. I'm going to be honest. I, that's kind of why I fell off the wagon as far so as Marvel goes. Boring. Because, because yes, they have different they're all the characters. Same. They have different plots. But they all follow the exact same outline. Yeah, it's the same formula. It's the same thing. And... I just don't want to watch the same movie, but one is with Chris Evans and the other one is with Chris Hemsworth. The other Chris. Or Chris Pratt. Or Chris Pratt. Although we I have do not like introduced... of the Galaxy. No, I do too, because it's fun and it's, it's different. Fun. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we ha- okay, I'm sorry. We gotta take a detour. If you could fan cast Chris Pine... In a Marvel film? Ellie, I'm so glad that you asked because I was just thinking the same exact thing. You, we are so in sync, right? That's terrifying. That's so scary. I don't like that at all. But anyway, answer the question. If I could fan cast Chris Pine anywhere. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to replace the Chris's. We can't swap them out. Of course not. You can't swap the Chris. Well, no, I hate Chris Pratt. I would fist fight him in a Wendy's parking lot if given the opportunity. That is hilarious. Um, but, like, he's Star-Lord, you know? Yeah, he is. So, like, what's the point of recasting no, that? Re- yeah. No, there's no And point. how many Guardians movies are we even gonna get anyway? Like, maybe Who one more. Knows? Oh, you know what, Who though? Okay, Chris me. Evans, his contract ended, although they're saying he's gonna sign again. But his contract ended, so we might as well just bring in Chris Pine as the new Captain America. We already have a new Captain. It's Bucky and the Falcon. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. They're the new Captain America. Did you see Endgame? Do I remember any of it? No. No. Neither do I. I remember it literally like. Too long. My favorite thing about Endgame. Uh, because there's only, like, three things that I specifically remember that happened in that movie. Mm-hmm. One, Scarlett Johansson's absolutely awful wig. Terrible. Uh, obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. And then my second favorite thing is that Endgame is just Apocalypse AU because the world just ends unexpectedly because of the snap or whatever. That's just what that's just what superhero comics are. It's just like AUs just on top of AUs. Yeah. Um anyway, Chris Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine. I was thinking Spider-Man character, but I don't know who. Interesting. I don't know enough. You know what? I don't remember enough about Marvel to be able to to cast him anywhere. That's the conclusion. You know what? That's that valid. Um. Yeah. All I have is Spider-Man Ask me character. Ask in 2015. Ask me oh, in 2015. Okay. I'll time travel. Okay. Ask me that. Whovians, an grab your Tardises. We're on our and way. And go back to 2015 to, to ask, ask Emma who she would fan cast Chris Pine as in a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember enough about Spider Spider-Man Spider-Man characters. I don't either. Spider-Man. Um, but I would love to see Chris Pine as, like, a, another Spider-Man. Because, like, we got, I don't want to say Big Daddy Jake Gyllenhaal on mic, but I just you did. already did. But I just did, so I'm going to keep so Big Daddy Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> did you see Spider-Man Far From Home? 
No. Okay, no, that wait, you would really wait, like. Wait, wait. Don't you love Tom Holland? Or am I thinking of someone else? No, you love Timothy Shablagoo. Or you loved him. I loved him. I don't know anything about him anymore. What's he up to? What's he doing? I don't know. Yeah, he's giving all of New York City chlamydia. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I I don't even know what to say. Okay. The girls, the the young, the very young, like preteen girls, that yeah. are obsessed with Timothy Chalamet, remind me a lot of the preteen girls that were obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, yes, I, I knew exactly where you're going, and you're absolutely right. Now. The big difference for me, because I was going to say the same thing. Okay. The big difference for me, Timothy Chalamet is like a normal age for teenage girls mm-hmm. to be obsessed with because he himself is like 15. He is a 15-year-old Victorian orphan giving chlamydia to the entire city of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Which, again, good for him. <laughs> but this is, okay, I'm going to say something really embarrassing. And it's not... Like, I've been pretty open in my adult life about, like, okay, loving Doctor Who's not embarrassing to me. Like, Doctor Who rocks, so if you liked it or currently like it, whatever. Now, being obsessed with Sherlock as much as I was in the 2010s, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh, that's what I have to say to that. And yes, I was in love with Benedict Cumberbatch. And he is much older than me which Mm -hmm. to be fair my track record for the men that i've been attracted to the celebrities especially Mm -hmm. significantly older than me what does it mean i refuse to analyze that about myself and we don't even have time to unpack it on the podcast this episode (laughs) my therapist doesn't listen to the podcast so i should save it for next time i see her no you should talk about it on the podcast and then send it to her you know what? That is a really... All right. I will write down in our schedule okay. episode, why was 2012 Ellie so in love with actors 20 years older than her? Mm-hmm. And why does she still pine for men in their early to mid 40s? Yep. Now, listen. I had a similar thought for myself. Of okay. I'm making an appointment with my therapist and then just before the appointment, sending him a link to my TikTok. Oh. To just let him watch all, and then we can just unpack My it. gosh. I want him specifically to unpack. Which one? Your, the AO3 search results. <laughs> Hurt the no one that comfort. Has over 47,000 likes. <laughs> yes. So, um, for the listeners, I posted a TikTok of an, uh, me filtering through archive of our own search results. And it was works in progress only, major character death, and then additional tags were bad ending, uh, <laughs> canon compliant, <laughs> slow burn, <laughs> enemies to lovers. <laughs> 
my date update. <laughs> no, date posted. Date posted. Uh, seek help. <laughs> sort by date posted ascending. ascending so the, yeah. the, the top search results are from like, well, it depends yeah. on the fandom. Did you just make the TikTok for the meme or was there a specific fandom that you were so that thinking one, about when you made that? That one was just for the meme, but then I changed like two things about it and then it hit Literally, <laughs> I am going to kill Everyone, you. Everyone, Ellie, here's my comment section. Okay, like 800 people in my comments. Some of them saying, wow, this is me. Or tagging their <laughs> friend saying, this you, question mark. <laughs> and then starting a fight with their friends in my comment section. <laughs> oh my people, god. I've had a lot of people tell me that I am their one fear. Uh, so many people were like, why? And I didn't know how to respond to any of them. Except I responded to your friend, Trevor. He said, why would you do this? And I said, masochism, question mark? And everyone thought that was pretty funny. Seek help. Everyone asked me if I have a therapist, too. They were like, girl. <laughs> and you can answer yes. And I can answer yes. But how much is therapy helping you if this well, is what you spend your free time doing? I then made a second TikTok asking how to explain, like, do I have to... Does John know what fanfiction is? Do I have to explain the concept of fanfiction or can I just jump right into slow burn enemies to lovers? Like what how much do I have to <laughs> explain in order to unpack my problems? Okay. Yes, I have the same problem because my therapist We're just never going to talk about it. <laughs> a couple months ago asked me how I was doing and how I well I, I go to therapy every two weeks now it's not every week I, I graduated oh, okay. to every two weeks about a year ago graduated she was I like, like I graduated yeah she, uh, she asked me how I had been doing and like the last three days had been spent in quiet emotional contemplation because <laughs> you're gonna hate this oh no I read, get ready, a Pokemon fanfiction. Okay. That made me cry. Ellie. Like, fully crying. Not even, like, tearing up a little bit. Like, was it down the face tears. Was it Leon Pokemon? It was an OT3 Leon, Raihan, and Piers Pokemon, which I is knew a very you popular say those ship. Names. That is so fun. I, yeah. And you cried? It's a, it's a fantastic ship. And I cried because... How long? Pierce says to Leon... Oh, I don't remember how long. But it was a significant enough cry that I it <sighs> stayed with me for days. <laughs> Do you want to hear the lie? <laughs> Piers was talking to Leon about adjusting to being in a relationship because right. Piers had previous relationship trauma that made him react to really minor arguments in a very aggressive and significant way which I okay so I cried that time when he oh was gosh. describing his reaction to things because that it, Emma that is exactly what happens to me oversharing on the podcast maybe you should send this to your therapist <laughs> So that made me cry. And then later in that chapter, 
Pierce says to Leon, mm-hmm. I got to a point where I loved him more than I hated myself. And I started crying. That, see, it's powerful. <laughs> I should probably, but the problem is, how do I explain to my 50-year-old therapist, uh, first of all, what fan fiction is. Yep. Second, uh, acquainting her with Pokemon. Oh, oh, Ellie. <laughs> I'm not going to explain all that. I'll just be like, I was reading this thing about relationships and the character said, I learned to love him more than I hate myself. And I started crying. What does that mean? Okay. So you know how therapists also have therapists? Of course. Emma, I've watched Hannibal. (laughs) (laughs) That, you explaining that to your therapist, that's something that she's going to take to her therapist. Um, this girl said this to me. <laughs> Is she okay? I'm about to end it. I'm not okay. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, so... um, circling back, Super Hulak, uh, if you haven't seen any of the television programs that we are discussing, I'm not really sure how Even you had a childhood. Like, if they don't know what shows we're talking about i'm not gonna be able to explain that okay, i literally I can explain i can explain sherlock it's um it's it's bbc's version of sherlock holmes and it's a little it's a little homo it is homophobic it is home it's it's no, queer it's baby gay and homophobic it is gay and homophobic it is Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. This Stephen oh. Moffat is the creator of BBC Sherlock. Uh, Stephen Moffat is also a writer on Doctor Who. Doctor Who, I can't even begin to explain. There's nothing there are there. about 400,000 people in Doctor Who, so if someone showed up in a Doctor Who episode, who knows? It might have been me, and I wouldn't even know. I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. There's too many episodes. There's like, oh, many. did I show up in an episode of Doctor Who? Can't remember. Literally cannot remember. I kept up with Doctor Who all the way through Matt Smith, and then I fell off somewhere around early Peter Capaldi. Oh, I love Peter Capaldi. I like him I too, but I don't know. Just somewhere in the middle is where I, I dropped out. I kind of want to get back into it because Stephen Moffat left. <gasps> Can we watch it together? Oh, that would be so fun. I need a break from uh, anime. I don't. I know you don't, and I knew you were going to say that, but I'm just letting you know I need a break from anime um, because anime fandoms are literally ruining my life. It's that it's Tumblr 2. hilarious. TikTok is and becoming it's really, Tumblr 2. It is, and it's really overwhelming. And I know it's so stupid, but anyone who's on Tumblr in the early... Any millennials on Tumblr in the early 2010s should know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. when I say, like, Tumblr flashbacks. The fandom drama, the toxicity around fandom discussion, and also, like, self-worth and self-identity messed me up so much more significantly than I realized Uh, once I started using TikTok and I was like, oh, so this was a problem for me, actually, when Mm -hmm. I was a high schooler and I didn't even know until I'm in my mid-twenties. And you know what's interesting? So- 
not obviously not everybody used Tumblr, so not everybody knew about Tumblr lore. <laughs> <laughs> that you said that tumblr history tumblr history (laughs) tumblr lore um the thing the difference is that um with tumblr too tiktok everybody uses tiktok but there are so everywhere much content that i could hear a tiktok audio literally twenty seven thousand times a day and my friends have never heard it before. That yeah, is no, it is terrifying. It is so highly curated depending mm, on the each algorithm individual for you as an individual. Yeah. And so, yeah, no one is on the same TikTok. It's kind of It's scary. insane. I'm a little scared. So that's why it's hard to compare apps like TikTok to things like Twitter and Tumblr. Because even though early internet fandom experiences and fandom drama seemed so significant at the time it was nowhere near on the scale that it is now and mm-hmm. tumblr was almost completely anonymous yeah tiktok is just kids online showing their whole names and faces the school that they go to interacting with address, like people of all ages <laughs> they link their instagram which has mm-hmm. all their personal information on it like it's insane how much information you can it's get. It's very, very open. Very it frightens public. me. Like, uh, the reason I loved Tumblr, it was anonymous. And I was very careful about not sharing my personal information on Tumblr. Because it was a safe place mm, that I could indulge in fandom and explore. And not have to worry about, like getting stalked (laughs) or whatever Mm -hmm. or like i just had a realization well not a realization i just had a little memory okay okay so the fan fiction site that i used in 2015 was wattpad and quota i still to this day have one of my little internet friends from Quotev in my Snapchat. She's from Ireland. She's very nice. Um, that's really fun. Yeah. And you know what? And you know what the scary part is? I went on there because my, uh, the fanfiction I posted in 2015 just popping off, apparently. She's still active on the site. We're the same age. On Quotev? Yes! I'm really nervous. (laughs) Okay, hold on. I'm a little nervous. I've never used Quotev before. Really? Not even to take the quizzes? I don't think even to take the quizzes. We used Quizilla. Ooh. Any, any, uh, any fandom millennials out there will know what I'm talking about. Quizilla. Sorry, I'm just a baby. People posted fanfiction there, too. It was, like, a quiz site, but it was also kind of for, like, blogging. Mm. So, a lot of my friends used Quizilla for fanfiction over Wattpad. That is so interesting. And some people didn't even use fanfic.net. To be fair, I didn't really either. The only fanfics I read on fanfic.net were ones that people sent to me that they read. Mm-hmm. And were like, I loved this. Uh, I did read Sherlock fanfiction on fanfic.net. 
I'm a better person because of it because the fanfic on fanfic.net was so difficult to find and like mm-hmm. navigate that as soon as AO3, as soon as I found out what that was, I was like, bye. And I never looked back. <laughs> AO3 supremacy. So anyway, uh, we already explained what Sherlock is. Doctor Who is a British sci-fi show. And I don't know how to explain it more than that. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, so... Aliens. It, it is aliens. Time travel. The original series, it started in the 60s. And it ran for a while. It ran, like, until the late 80s, I think. And then they had some, like, one-shot, like, movies, like, made-for-TV stuff in, like, the 90s. But the show was over. But then they rebooted the show in 2005. And it is a continuation. So everything that happened in the original show from the 60s to the 80s is canon. And so in 2005, Christopher Eccleston Ah, is the ninth Doctor. I always forget about him. I love Christopher Eccleston. I think he's very cool. And I think he's a great Doctor. He was only there for a season... And then that's when they brought in David Tennant, who's probably the most iconic and, like, well-known yeah, it's Doctor. Yeah, and Matt Smith. Doctor Who is very fun, mostly wholesome. It does get really dark and, like, existential, and that was one thing I really liked about Just it. every once in a while. Yeah. They would drop a really heavy episode on you all of the sudden, and you were like, oh, okay. Like, that show's made me cry multiple times, and I'm not embarrassed oh, yeah. about it, because it was really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Doctor Who. I can't say about- I have friends that still watch it, and they are very disappointed in, like, the quality of writing in the last couple seasons, which is valid. The longer- the more seasons a show has, the worse it gets. The worse it gets, yeah. That's just kind of inevitable. I stand by Um, that, because you- you run out of content. Like, you do. Yeah. And when you have the same writers, I'm going to hot take, when you have the same writers for that many years, Supernatural is a great example, but Doctor Who is another one. That's why I was so happy when Stephen Moffat was leaving. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, I hate him. Yeah. Second of all, he's been on the show for so long. I was like, we need new blood because this dude's out of ideas. He's really good at starting a story. Mm -hmm. He is not good at ending one. So, uh... Stephen Moffat choke challenge. I don't know if I hate him that much. I just don't like him at all. Yeah. Uh, because of Sherlock, actually. Yeah. Uh, which I'll get into. But anyway, that's Doctor Who. It's really fun. It's very wacky and very campy. But it knows exactly what it is. Well, until later seasons, I think in the Matt yeah. seasons, it takes itself like way too seriously sometimes. I'm like, dude, this is a show about like an alien dude that... Yeah. Every time he dies, he gets reincarnated as a new person, even though he's still the doctor. And he flies around in a time-traveling phone box. Like, mm-hmm. are we going to take this seriously, really? Because you shouldn't. Because that's so embarrassing. Silly. But that's why we love it, is it's silly. Mm-hmm. So when they ignore the silliness, I'm like, calm down. Refrain. But anyway, the third in the Unholy Trinity of Super Hulak, the television program Supernatural, mm-hmm. uh, iconic... It recently ended after a 15-year, 15-season run. Too many, So glad dude. it's finally dead. Let me tell ya. Season... Tell us. One and two, great. Season three, pretty Kind of pretty perfect. Good. Season yeah. four, I... 
liked it because I liked Castiel. He is one of my favorite characters, hands down. And Gabriel. They're delightful. Oh, yeah. I also really liked Crowley. I did like Crowley. I I don't think that's a hot take because I think a lot of people really liked him. He's just a fun villain. I loved Rowena. She was so fun. She was so and hot. She was Crowley's mom, right? Yes. That's also, great. Also, Satan was a fun character for uh, most of the time. He's number one. I had a good time with the show. I don't remember anything from season five through thirteen, unless is you know what? I don't think you would know. It's either 13 or 14. I think it's 13. It's like post-apocalyptic because they're in a different universe where Bobby and their mom is alive. Oh, yeah. And they have the 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 Antichrist whose name is Jack, I guess. And everyone thought he was really hot and I thought he was really ugly. I'm so sorry. Okay, hold on. I need to look up Jack Supernatural. I don't think that he's attractive at all and I didn't like his character. When Ellie, I think that we've talked about this because I have visited the Jack Klein Supernatural Wiki page. The president's secretary, I think, is who it was. She was the the mom to the Antichrist, and Satan was the baby daddy as the president of the United States. <laughs> you are saying so much nonsense right now. But I, but when what she is going gives on? birth. To the child, he's a whole, he's a whole boy. He's a full-grown boy. And it, like, whatever, I don't know, like, the lights go out and then you, there's, like, a, like, a shadow in the corner of the room. And then They didn't even, like, Renesme colon this situation. He's, like. I hate that. I don't know, he's, like, 18. I don't know how old the actor is. I think he was supposed to be younger than that. But he does not look younger than, like, 20. He could he could easily play like a nineteen or twenty year old, but any younger than that is a stretch. Okay, uh, I think he's kind of cute in like a like Jason Dean Heather's way. Mm. JD from Heather's kind of cute, where he just looks like evil and crazy. And you know what, Ellie? It's the fun character trope where they have to teach him how to be good. Oh my gosh! Because okay. he's the Antichrist and he just wants to do bad. Hey, remember when when Dean went back in time and he punched Hitler? If you bring that up again (laughs) to me, I will block your number and kick you off of the podcast and I will find a new sister to do this with. (laughs) You do not speak to me about that time on Supernatural that they went back in time and met Hitler. Also, I'm going to be honest, I don't even think they went back in time. I think they brought Hitler to you the know future. What? I'm No. I think I'm they didn't they clone sure. him? No, I'm pretty sure Dean went back in time because he was alone. He was alone and he didn't know where he was and he didn't know what was going yeah. on. Oh, that's fair. I'm I have pretty sure news. that's what happened. There's also an episode of Doctor Who where they go Yes, and uh, the episode and... is called Let's Kill Hitler. Yep. And River and River is with them. Well, she's not River though. She's not it's River. Their though. friend. Yes. Who is actually their daughter, River. Yes. But I don't remember her name when they were name. friends with her. I don't know. 
and they go in the TARDIS. She's like, let's go to the past. And they're, Amy and Rory are like, okay. And she's like, let's go kill Hitler. And everyone just agrees that that's a cool idea. Although I don't think they think it is. I don't know. It happens. And they literally get chased by Nazis. I'm gonna just say, what? Growing up, I swear every TV show that was like kind of sci-fi or like supernaturally mm-hmm. had some kind of like Nazi episode, like straight up Nazis, not groups that aren't Nazis but resemble Nazis. I mean, straight up the Nazi party um, or like straight up Hitler. And like, we just thought that was fine. Teen Wolf. I never watched it. Find an example. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the Nazis I really don't want to Google Teen Wolf Hitler. <laughs> Please don't look, make me look up Teen Wolf Nazis. I'm doing it. <laughs> it's for research. Oh no, Ellie, I don't like the face that you made. You have got to be kidding me. What? You have got- I never finished Teen Wolf, so I- Oh. <sighs> okay. Garrett Douglas is a teacher at Beacon Hills High School and an alpha Lovenmensch. A creature part wolf and lion. That's kind of fun. Mm. Who was a Hauptmann, which is captain, in the Nazi regime who was captured and held for 70 years by the Dread Doctors. They simply called him Der Soldat. Vampire Diaries, go. Oh, uh, Vampire Diaries, the main characters, (laughs) they live in Virginia and they're members of the Confederacy? They literally fought on the Confederate side in the Civil War? Is that what you mean? (laughs) I just... The fact that I just... And we don't even have to... We don't even have to unpack Twilight. Um... Oh my gosh, Jasper, who's like my favorite character, and he's so sexy, even though his wig is terrible. He's still hot. And then you find out he was a Confederate soldier. I'm like, okay, well. And then I Stephanie Meyer continues to ruin everything. Immediately forgot about it. And you, and now you know. I took it out of my brain and I went, aha, haha, no, don't, don't fight for the Confederacy. You're too sexy. Aha. You're so sexy. (laughs) Aha. Um, I have terrible news about the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> so there were several Vampire Diaries spinoffs. The originals. One of the spinoffs, there's the originals and then Legacies came out more recently. But the originals was that vampire group, right? That mm-hmm. That were all trying to kill Elena, probably. I don't know. I feel like that's what everyone was always trying to do. That are Nazi vampires. So, okay. Uh, I hate it here. Dude, why? That's what I'll say. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not wrong. I'm not making that up when I'm saying every show that was like sci-fi or supernatural genre had a Nazi storyline for no reason. And we're like fine with- I don't know. But the fact that these shows that are so like campy and also casual- are like, by the way, here's literally Hitler. Excuse me? Imagine growing up as a Jewish kid and seeing Hitler in, like, every sci-fi show that you watched growing up. And then they're like, oh, but it's okay because we killed him. Or because Dean punched him. So he got what he deserved. Uh, (laughs) I 
don't yeah, think so. Rory, Rory locked Hitler in a closet, so reparations. Brother, um, let me tell you. <laughs> no. Calm down! That's a lot. What is going on? Anyway, so um, those are the three fandoms. Super Who Lock. Sherlock did not have a Nazi episode, right? I don't think so. Did they have any characters that were like secretly Nazis or something? I don't think so. I don't think so, but I, I would not put be it past surprised. them. But Sherlock didn't go on long enough for like that to be a thing. So yeah, I don't think there were no, any Nazi. There were episodes. only like two episodes per season. Three episodes per season, four seasons long. And they thought they were so cool for doing that. Yeah, every episode is like an hour and a half long or something. Yeah, and you know what? Mm-mm. That's like yeah. just normal now. <laughs> Yeah. An episode is a full movie, and you get ten of them. Um, I would love to just talk about Sherlock because I it think is uh, fascinating. There, it's Emma just, says there's no. so much. I could go on for days about the anticipation that I felt for season four. Ellie, I had no, rewatched same. seasons one, two, and three right before season four okay. came out. I was taking notes, and I had my my closet door was just sticky notes connecting to each other about what I thought was going to happen and my little theories. What was going on? Why didn't anyone stop me? You know what's funny? Of all the seasons... Season four season was four? terrible. It was the worst thing it ever. It was, but also, like, what happened at the... Was there a cliffhanger at the end of season three? Probably. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Probably. I just remember that I really hated season four. Yeah. Most people did. And um, I paid to see an episode in theaters. I don't even know why they showed it in theaters. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Dude, I, I would pay money. real money now to watch Sherlock in theaters with a bunch of my homies. Although I did see awesome. a couple different um, Doctor Who in theaters, too. I was going to say, I saw Doctor Who in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I can't mention the Sherlock fandom without at least mentioning the John Locke conspiracy. Oh, gosh. This was... There's so much. So, okay. John Locke is the name of the ship John Watson and Sherlock Holmes. John Watson, played by Martin Freeman, who I love. Love him. And Sherlock, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Shipping John Locke. Mm Mm-hmm really really popular because in the show they make it a point to kind of tease the idea of Sherlock and John being gay for each other it is one of the most blatant examples of queer baiting that I've ever seen in media the writers knew that people shipped it so hard they were always teasing it in the show but then when confronted with it in real life, they were like, absolutely not. I don't know. It was really crappy. It was bad. Yeah, it was. I don't especially love the ship. I didn't really. I, I like. You know what? I loved it until I discovered enemies to lovers. And then it was all Sherlock and Moriarty for me. You, that is so big brain of you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, and again, I'm a multi-shipper. I really don't care. I don't care either. Um, not anymore. About what people <laughs> ship. No, not anymore. Yeah, because you kind of grow out of it at Emma, some point. in 2015, though? Yeah, I, I just think it's really common, especially for young people, to get so absorbed in shipping, and they take it so seriously, and it's really kind of disturbing. It is. Probably because it 
reminds me of my Tumblr days. Yeah. Um, not that I was like that, because I never was, but other people were, and it gave me so much anxiety. Like, real-life anxiety yeah. over fictional ships. Yikes! Terrible. Dude. Terrifying. So, I don't especially, like, care for John Locke. I don't hate it. I don't think there's anything especially wrong with it. No. Uh, the issue that I had with John Locke was the John Locke shippers. Yes. Um, I'm- I have a hot take. Mm-hmm. John Locke shippers toxicity walked so that Raylo shippers toxicity could run. Thank you. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, the 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 toxicity. And again, I actually don't care uh, about Raylo uh, shipping Ray and Kylo Ren from Star Wars. I do, and I hate it. <laughs> I know Emma. Emma does. Emma is very anti Raylo, which is fine. Thank um, you. For whatever reason, it's one of those ships that has attracted, like, the most toxic people. Dude, seriously. It's fascinating. I, I don't understand why that happened. Um, Because it's not that the ship itself is toxic. I know plenty of fandoms that have really toxic ships. Oh, yeah. Where the people that, that ship that ship are, like, completely normal. Um, So, I don't know. But John Locke shippers are, like, it, it's... It's next level. So I was on Tumblr watching the fallout of post-season four mm-hmm. of Sherlock. Sherlock was one of those shows where they got everyone together whenever they could because everyone in the show is very famous mm-hmm. and so they're busy doing other things. So whenever they had time, they would bring in Benedict Cumberbatch, they would bring in Martin Freeman and everyone else, film a season, and then have a two-year hiatus. Long stretches of time between seasons meant lots of time to hypothesize and theorize about what was going to happen next, as Emma said, putting sticky notes all over her closet door. I don't know, dude. It is one of those things where people wanted John Locke to happen so bad, and I don't blame them because, again, the show teased it, and for a lot of young queer people, the idea of a canon gay ship in such a popular show, mm-hmm. big deal, and, like, very alluring, just yeah. the idea of that, right? I totally understand that. So I don't blame the younger fans for, like, hyping that up, but it's the older fans. There's one Tumblr user in particular. I won't say her name. Okay. But I followed her for a long time, and I actually unfollowed her after this all happened. I was there, okay? Front row seats. I was there when the John Locke conspiracy post, the original one, dropped on Tumblr. It was this huge, like, novel of a post explaining why this Tumblr user thought that season four of Sherlock was bad on purpose to, like, trick the fans and that there was a better secret fourth episode coming after the season finale. Oh, everyone always thought there was going to be a secret fourth episode. Never happened. Surprise! Surprise. There was no secret fourth episode. This all happened in 2017, by the Mm -hmm. way. So it's been four years. Man, that was just... I have never felt more alive on Tumblr than when this drama was mm-hmm. going down because people were literally having meltdowns over the fact that John Locke wasn't canon. John Locke was endgame. That was, like, the whole phrase. John Locke is endgame. And also that season four was so bad that people started realizing that the show was never good. 
It was never good. I'm not even sorry to yeah, say Yeah, and it. you know what? I still have gone back and watched the first three seasons. I've only rewatched season four one time, and it was to double check and see if it was as bad as I thought it was or if it was just, it was like, Tumblr at the time. Yeah, it feels like a fever it dream. Does. I was like, did that really happen? And then I watched it, and I was like, that did, and it is just as bad as I remembered. It's it's terrible. And the show before that wasn't good either. It, it employed a lot of, like fake intellectual like the show acted smarter than it was i thought it was so big it was one of those shows that had like these weird plot twists that came out of nowhere and then acted like it was really smart for like tricking the audience even though there was no build-up there were no clues it just kind of happened like that happened all the time out of nowhere yeah Yeah. and and some of the interpretations because again it's sherlock holmes so they're they're based on arthur conan doyle's stories yeah Sherlock season two episode two so in the Hounds of Baskerville one of my favorite Sherlock stories ever their interpretation of it is like so bonkers Mm -hmm. which I don't mind like a weird interpretation of a story but it it made no sense it kind of took everything that I liked about the original story and just like stripped it of any meaning Mm -hmm. and that was when I was kind of like eh you know um, we'll just ignore that one. And that was in season two. And then season three happened, uh, when they introduced Mary Morrison, John's future wife. Um, the fandom hated her because she was getting in the way of their gay ship. Yep, I love Mary. I think she's Real so life fun. misogyny. Like, um, oh, what's her name? Amanda Abington, who is a huge transphobe. So, like, I actually, now that I know that she's a huge transphobe, so she got, like, harassed off of Twitter by John Locke shippers. Like, no joke. She had to tweet out about it and be like, I'm leaving Twitter. Now she's a huge transphobe, and I'm like, you know what? I don't feel that bad. John Locke shippers maybe had a point. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they had a point. I don't feel that bad. Maybe they had a point bullying a transphobe off Twitter. But anyway. Yeah, so the fallout from that was so significant that, like, people, like, lost their minds, they deleted their blogs, they were, like, doxing people and harassing the writers and coming up with these insane theories. I don't know. It was wild. So, I don't really miss the Sherlock fandom. Oh, I don't- not at all, no. Not at all. Yeah, the attitude of the Sherlock fandom was, like, fake smart- like, pretending we're more intelligent than we are, making yeah. comments about being, like, a high-functioning sociopath was a line that Sherlock says in, like, the first episode. Yeah. Because he's so quirky. He's not like other he's girls. so quirky. Everyone, all these little preteen girls, they were just so horny for that. Ate it up. Yeah, dude, uh, I loved that show. And you know what? I, it's still- the first three seasons still have a soft spot for me. Season four- it didn't ruin the show for me because it was already on the decline. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, this is never... But you know what? I'm going to be honest. If a season five comes out, yeah, I'm watching it. Okay. Like, how could I not? I'm going to have you give me a little report. Yeah, I will. You know what? If a season five of Sherlock comes out, I we'll do an you, episode on yeah. it and I will. I need you to do a breakdown for me or try to convince me to watch it so we can do a breakdown together because I literally... I just don't care... No, season four was so bad that most people, like, gave up on it completely, which is so valid because it was terrible. And that was when, again, a lot of people realized, wait, this show's always been bad. This was never good. 
but we got tricked into thinking that it was good because we were all 15 and now we're all yeah. like in our 20s and we're like oh i had some of my online friends i'm pretty sure i had to block one of them because they kept harassing me mm. i said that season four was bad and that i didn't really like sherlock anymore and then i got harassed on on quotev by my little internet Whoa! friends i know they Whoa! were like these, these sherlock stands came for me that is so whack dude dude crazy wow yeah no sherlock stands it was whack and like not even doctor who fans were that hardcore i don't even think supernatural fans were that hardcore because no. by the time you get to like season eight of supernatural halfway through the show uh, a lot of people realized like this isn't that good no. but they had been in it for the long haul already for eight years That's so they're like might as well keep going why i watched up to season 13 is because i was like well i might as well and then i'm so sorry you know what i That's might tragic. have watched season 14 i don't know but i definitely I have not either. seen season 15 but i have i have yeah. seen uh the the destiel did you watch the last of oh course i watched it of course Gosh. I watched it. I guess it. I watched part and of it, too. I laughed so hard. Ellie. Ellie. It was terrible. Misha Collins. You know, no, I, I watched the Love Confession, too. I did not watch the whole episode, because, oh, like, absolutely who has the not. energy for that? No, just the scene. But, um... But, like, Misha Collins is out here putting in the work. He's, he's acting for his in the for his work. Life. He's crying. Yeah. He's doing his job and he's doing it well. And then known homophobe Jensen Ackles just looks absolutely <sighs> disgusted. What? Yeah. That was the <sighs> weirdest. Okay, wow. For people that don't know what we're talking about, season 15 of Supernatural ended uh, at the end of last year, mm-hmm. um, right after the United States presidential election, it was a crazy month. November was whack. November 2020. Crazy. Um, so so people shipped Destiel, which is Dean Winchester is one of the main characters. He and Sam are brothers and they're demon hunters. And then the plot after season three and four, just, like, what's even happening anymore? You know anymore? what? I don't know. Season four, angels come in, and Castiel is an angel. Yes. And I love him. And I got harassed by, uh, by a lot of Destiel shippers, too. Even though I was a Destiel shipper. The internet was a mistake. That's all Dude, I have to say. what's going on here? Literally. Um, but anyway, in Supernatural, it's like, the, the first couple seasons have a very monster of the week- formula so every episode is like a different scenario different town or different characters or whatever Past that there's supposed to be a plot and i don't know what the plot is there's supposed to be one but there just isn't um they're looking for their dad but but ellie but not for all 15 seasons they're looking for their dad for like the first two three four maybe yeah, because, like, the show was supposed to end at season five, right? Oh, yeah. and then Dean dies. Because the world ends. Dean dies so many, many times, many it's, times. like, not even funny. The first time Dean died, I don't remember what exactly happened, but I do know that Castiel dragged him out of hell. I do remember that, yeah. Which is a little gay. Which is a little gay! <laughs> They're relationship- dragging my homie out of hell because we're just like two hetero guys. Mm. Just what homies, just what homies do. do. Like okay, like 
Supernatural is a great show for who people who like queer baiting. Um, and if they want to see <laughs> so Sherlock, if fans. they want to convince themselves that either Dean and Castiel are in love or Dean and Sam, the brothers, it is very oh yeah, Wincest is what like the second most popular ship in the yes, fandom because Ellie. I don't know if you remember this or if you watched this scene, but also in the last episode of Supernatural, Destiel, everyone was like, Destiel is canon because Castiel confesses his love for Dean and Dean looks absolutely disgusted and then Castiel gets dragged into the void. Literally dragged into the, yeah, like swallowed up into hell except Literally, it's not regular hell it's not regular hell people it's were jokingly hell. calling it super hell it's super hell but like it's literally super it hell is. um and then yeah and then there's a scene later where dean and sam are holding each other's faces and touching foreheads and so everyone is like wow we got destiel and Wincess. And Wincess. Or like the, the Wincess shippers they got, got what, more they than got, Destiel did. They got what they wanted, but we didn't get what we wanted. That was the but whole Destiel joke. But Destiel didn't. Yeah, no. It was, it was so it was horrific. funny. It is an absolute disaster. What is even going on? Yeah, those last three episodes were absolute nonsense. Ellie, I could talk about the dynamic, the character dynamics between Dean and Castiel and then also the other ships that people throw in there, like how everyone shipped Meg and Castiel. And I didn't really like that because I um, was not a multi-shipper. I could not accept Oh, that. I was going to say Meg just seems like a lesbian to she, me. You know what? I'm pretty sure she is. I don't think I could ship her with a man. No. I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong to ship her with a man. I think it's wrong and illegal. And you know what? I think it's wrong to ship Castiel with a woman. You are so... You know what? Both the- are bad. <laughs> yes. Both are bad. Both no, are you're bad. absolutely right. The only thing that Castiel and Meg have in common is they are uh, MLM, WLW, Solidarity. Yes, you're completely right. I haven't seen the show in who knows how long. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Any Straight of it. Up, I don't remember do any I. of it. I remember very specific episodes that still haunt me. Like the one with the girl that lives in the walls. And they thought that she was a demon, but she wasn't a demon. She was just a girl who was living in the walls. She was just a girl. No, it was her and her brother. They were like feral children and they lived in the walls of the house. Terrifying. The Bloody Mary episode, that stuck with me too. Ooh, Bloody Mary is scary. Yeah, so like the first couple seasons of Supernatural, I really enjoyed it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Season one and two, but like, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I love scary shows. They're very fun. And shows like The Vampire Diaries, I never got into. And stuff like that doesn't really do it for me anyway, because... I was. <laughs> I, I, no, I know you were. And I don't want to look at you. So I'm going to look away. You know what? This whole, just all the shows within that whole... T- Let me clarify. Any show that I watched and was fully enamored with, probably not very good doctor who still whips so we'll leave that one out. well okay so i started watching doctor who when i was like 14 i think okay yeah maybe 15 and i i watched it up through like my freshman year of college because i had like multiple doctor who posters on my dorm wall yeah 
Uh, and I had a shirt. I had like a Doctor Who. I still have it. It's the angels have the phone box. That's fun. I have one with David Tennant's face. Wait on a it. second. Okay. Oh my gosh, you do. <laughs> That's like, right. Oh my it's gosh. Like, it's like nice art of the Doctor, but it's just David Tennant's face. And I have it. Uh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I don't even wow. think I bought it. I think someone gave it to me. Yeah, the Angels Have the Phone Box shirt was given to me as well, but um, the thing that's funny about that is the Angels Have the Phone Box is a line from the show, mm-hmm. I am pretty sure, because there's an episode where Weeping Angels, which are these stone angel statues- They're so cool, dude. They are covering their eyes with their hands- and they move, but only when someone isn't looking at them. So, like, the episode that they're introduced they're in is scary. called Blink. That episode is amazing. It is an amazing... Like, if we're measuring the Doctor Who episode against other good television, it holds up. It does. But, uh, the Angels Have the Phone Box was a common Super Hulock thing because of the Angels in Supernatural, Castiel being the most popular character who was an angel. Yeah, so there's all these angels that show up in the show, so then people would make fan art of, like, Castiel and the other angels, like, hanging out in or around the TARDIS. And so I have a technically super Hulak t-shirt. Whoa. Yeah, I know. But um, I I wanted to go over... There's this article that I found Mm -hmm. that I really love, and if you want to read it, I will put it on Twitter, but it's called The Great Super Hulak Vanishing Act from Affinity Magazine by Madison Yurtzel. Thank you, Madison. This was written in 2017. Pretty much goes over the history of the Super Hulak fandom and, like, their rise and fall. They were seriously everywhere on Tumblr. Like, inevitably, you would go to a Tumblr post and somewhere in the replies would be, like, a Supernatural gif on something that had nothing to do with Supernatural. And my favorite thing is immediately underneath it, someone would have reblogged it and said, I'm on mobile and it's not loading, but I bet you $100 that's a Supernatural gif. And it always was. Yes! It always was. Oh, you're so right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, literally. Old Tumblr was so good. You know what? If you want to go down memory lane, go on tumblr.com and uh, find the Heritage Posts Mm -hmm. blog. I will also link that on Twitter. Uh, This blog only just started up last year, but they've been going through reblogging and dating famous Tumblr posts from the early 2010s and it is absolutely incredible it's so funny to like relive these weird internet things from my childhood that i like didn't even remember existed yeah. oh my gosh it's amazing anyway super hulak was really big in 2011 and it continued for a couple years and like anytime you would go on tumblr there would be a post or a there would be like a post from an account that had like John Locke in the TARDIS or like Winchesters at 221B or whatever. It would be like, you know, the the different Mm -hmm. facts and characters and things from the different shows mashed up into a URL. You love to see it. And then one day it just kind of dropped off. Like, I remember when I left Tumblr briefly in 2014 uh, after Dashcon, actually, oh which is gosh. a whole other thing. I think there were a couple things uh, that this article mentions mm-hmm. about, like, 
what could have possibly led to the downfall of Super Hulok. So, one of the biggest things was that the fandom was super annoying. Uh, always hijacking posts that had nothing to do with Super Hulok. Yep. Like Emma said, the supernatural gifts literally everywhere. And people being like, Super Hulok do not interact on their blogs or like blocking yeah. people that have Super Hulok URLs. It's really like they're funny. so annoying. And I totally I totally remember that. It's so valid to hate the Super Hulok blogs because they were everywhere. Another thing that was really common and like problematic was Desiel and John Locke, two ships of men being shipped together, so like two gay ships, mm -hmm. was literally just like the most blatant act of fetishizing gay men. Dude, literally. Ever. Oh, Desiel and John Locke forever were like top Terrible. tier, just garbage. John Locke yeah. is a, also a really good example of. Um... People who can't understand the concept of just because two men live together does not mean that they're gay for each other. And people did not understand that. No. And uh, some people still don't. But no. um, we talked about this in our Haikyuu episode, which, by the way, recently passed 100 listens. I know. I just looked. It's at like 110. Yeah, it's at like 110 as of today, which is really exciting. Dude. That's so exciting because it's so long. I don't even think I've listened to the whole thing. Yeah, it is a very long episode and I have listened to it because I'm the one that edited it, but I haven't listened to it since I posted it and mm -hmm. I guess it struck a chord. So I'm thanks. Thanks everyone yeah. for contributing to that. Haikyuu is killing it. Anyway, we talked about this at the beginning of our Haikyuu episode. So if you only want to mm. listen to that, just listen to our intro for that and like maybe the first like 20 minutes and then you don't have to listen to the whole thing. We were talking about anime specifically. It's a little bit different context in the West. Mm -hmm. uh, because especially in American media, yep. there are so many great examples of strong male relationships that are fetishized and queerbaited by the writers themselves. I think John Locke is a fantastic example of that. Mm -hmm. I'd consider Dustiel queerbaiting. Like, at the end of the show... Well, I mean, like, the, the love confession. The love confession. Castiel says that he yeah, loves Dean. He does. And that seems pretty gay, but that was after 15, well, 10 seasons, because Castiel doesn't show up until, like, season what, four. like, season four? It's one of those things where, because the writers and the actors had been, you know, being harassed and berated for 11 seasons. Yeah, mostly by the Super Hulak fandom. Yeah, by how they yeah. were queerbaiting the fans and how, you know, how terrible it was or whatever. And so they knew that uh, this would give the show the, the views that they wanted. It would give some satis- just a little piece of satisfaction to some people, but mm -hmm. it's okay because they sent Cass to super hell, so it doesn't matter that it was gay because it's gone. And then they also killed all the other gay characters. Charlie, I'm pretty sure she died. She came back, I think, but I think she so died again. She did die and then she came back, but she might have died again. I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, Charlie's a great character, though. I'm obsessed with Rip to the Queen. I'm obsessed with her. Felicia Day, she is, uh, my DMs are open. Seriously, she's stunning. Yeah, she's so cool. Um, But anyway, 
I really love Dean and Castiel's relationship. And I think a lot of the instances of people being like, look, they're so gay, which you absolutely can't interpret that way. And some of the scenes, I would even interpret it that way. But it could also just be two Two men men care about each other. Having a great friendship that Mm -hmm. they care about each other. And that's so rare. Yeah. It's either fetishized to make it seem like... No, you're completely right. ...basically homophobic. It's making fun of things that are seen as potentially gay, basically mocking men for having feelings and making it like, feelings are gay and that's like a bad thing. Yep. Or it's a totally normal, like, healthy example of a male friendship, but it's fetishized by the fan base because of a lot of reasons. Um... There was a lot of, like, ooh-woo, my gay boy beans about, like, Sherlock Holmes and John Watson. It's like, these guys are, like... And Moriarty. John Watson is a... Oh, my gosh. Moriarty. Okay, yeah. That was maybe the worst one. Like, John Watson is a hardened post-traumatic stress disorder suffering military veteran. He is not your little cinnamon roll. He's not your little cinnamon roll, dude. Sherlock is, like, a low empathy, like, just jerk who is also, like, smarty pants, world's greatest detective. Sociopath. And Moriarty literally kills people. Literally. Kills people all the time. He literally just kills people for no reason. Just he's not fun. your... He's not your small bean. Just He's not fun. your cinnamon roll. So, okay. One of the other things, though, about Super Hulak, besides the whole fetishizing male friendships and gay relationships by sexualizing male friendships yes which again you can ship it i think destiel is a great ship personally they have such a strong emotional connection that is shown very explicitly throughout the show that them ending in a romantic relationship that makes sense Mm -hmm. to me and like it doesn't even have to make sense you could just want to ship two characters for whatever reason you want it's valid no matter what (sighs) the other thing about kind of uh, i feel like you see this a lot in like death of a fandom super hulak is not the only fandom that i've seen this happen to the media that they are fandoms of is just like inherently problematic supernatural is a great example of this oh yeah supernatural killing off its female characters and also queer baiting queer characters and killing off queer characters yikes they love the barrier gaze trope yeah it's it's really concerning and then like way more diverse shows shows that actually Mm -hmm. made an effort as far as representation it made shows like supernatural sherlock and doctor who look really like bland and disappointing in comparison so people's standards started raising but the show qualities did not and that goes for all three because doctor who is another show that is uh i mean it's stephen moffat so not a great track record yeah stephen moffat loves to make his lesbian characters kiss men that happens in sherlock and in doctor who when he was helming both of those shows hello like what Dude, okay, just say you have a lesbian fetish and go. Like, what is up with that? It's so freaking weird. My favorite part is his wife is a producer. Imagine having to explain that to your wife. Um, I mean, maybe he didn't. Maybe he was just like, yeah, I wrote this. So here it is. And she just had to deal with it. So deal with it. Yeah. So, um, 
that was yikes and then when elementary came out Mm-hmm. which I think I watched, like, the first season or part of the first season, and I enjoyed it. It introduced Lucy Lewis, Joan Watson, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And the Super Hulak fandom harassed her for being an Asian woman. I don't know. It was, like, the we- like the logic is completely lost on me. Like, what were people thinking? I can't. Yeah, and then, I don't know if you remember, there was a Tumblr account called Your Fave is Problematic, yes. and they would post celebrities, especially celebrities, like, that were popular in fandom Tumblr, mm-hmm. and then basically do a breakdown of all the problematic things they'd done. Which is really funny. It is. It's kind of funny. Uh, And, I mean, most it's of the time, like, it, it was not... none of the stuff was lies you know like it was valid uh problematic stuff that these people were doing but um that didn't really help i mean i would hope it would help the fandom like course correct but i i don't know it was it, it just added more drama it was like gasoline on the fire kind of thing But a lot of that stuff didn't even kill it it was just like it felt like it was building up to something so it was like okay first the fandom is obnoxious. Then it, you know, jumped up a level to the fandom is, like, harassing people in real life over mm-hmm. their show not being the way that they want it to be. And then problematic cast and crew and problematic media, like, the media itself, mm-hmm. you know, people were more aware of, like, the glaring issues. But that still didn't stop it, right? The train is still going strong. Super Hulak. We're talking about 2014, Okay. Mm-hmm. It was at its height. I, like, it was still going really strong. And then something that a lot of people hypothesize, the summer of 2014 was DashCon. Oh and I don't think DashCon killed Super Hulak, but I do think that DashCon aided in the uh, decline of Tumblr, mm-hmm. combined with the fact that Yahoo had recently... purchased tumblr and was starting to roll out regulations and changes that people disagreed with and i'm not talking about the not safe for work content ban Mm -hmm. because that was that was in like 2018 that was recent that was recent so this was years before that but people were starting to drop off because yahoo was making changes to tumblr that they didn't like and people were growing up people that were Mm -hmm. on tumblr in 2010 when they were like 14 are 18 years old now and realizing, hey, that was, like, cringy, problematic, inappropriate behavior. I don't want to engage in that anymore. I want to distance myself from these friends and from Mm -hmm. this fandom and from this media. And so already the fandoms were starting to thin out and people were moving on to different, better things. Mm -hmm. But then, like, DashCon happened, and I feel like that was, like, the straw that broke the camel's back as far as Tumblr went. Um, If you don't know what DashCon is, and I really, we should just do an episode on DashCon. There's so much. It is, there's so much, it is everything. I am so obsessed with DashCon, because I was there when it was happening, Mm -hmm. and, like, I wasn't physically there, but I was on Tumblr watching Mm -hmm. it happen in real time. Oh my gosh, epic gamer moment, as they say. Epic gamer moment. Um, DashCon was a fan-run convention for Tumblr users, specifically for fandom Tumblr users. Mm-hmm. Um, Dash, referring to the dashboard, which is what like the Tumblr feed is called. Um, 
they crowdsourced it on Indiegogo, got a ton of donations. I mean, I don't think it was a scam. Like, I don't think it was intended to be a scam, but the people that put it on did not know what they were doing, and it ended horribly. It became mm -hmm. a huge meme. And later on, when people, like, actually analyzed it more, it became kind of a cautionary tale of yeah. the power of fandom and how it can be used for evil or whatever. Which is so funny. Um, so after that... Like, a lot of people wanted to distance themselves from fandom because Dashcon drama got so big. I don't know. It's, like, embarrassing to to associate yeah. yourself with that. I think most of those people at that point were like, I'm done. So, they, a lot of people just kind of dropped off. Mm -hmm. um, a season of Sherlock wasn't coming out. Um, so the Sherlock hype had kind of died down again. I mean, it was right. still, you know, there, yeah. um, but no new Sherlock content was coming until, like, 2016. And then, like, Doctor Who was still up and running, oh, yeah. kind of, because Matt Smith's doctor died and Peter Capaldi became the... Which so many people were so angry about it and i i love him i i think he was fun i love him uh, i think, I think people so were angry fun. because he wasn't young enough to be like hot yep the same way that david tennant and matt smith were yep. and that is not peter capaldi's problem and i think he did a fine job yes all right and anyone who disagrees i don't know what to tell you okay i don't really want to hear from them I don't want to hear your Peter Capaldi slander. Bye. Nope. Mm -mm. Peter Capaldi slander. Do not interact. Do not interact. Yeah. If you hate Doctor Who, block me. Because <laughs> I don't want to hear <gasps> it. Um, but anyway, yeah, like Doctor Who is still going. But again, like once Super Who Lock started kind of breaking down as a fandom. It wasn't as relevant anymore. It just kind of fell apart. Mm -hmm. And Super Who Lock is now just like a weird niche part of internet history. Um, yeah. Very specific to Tumblr. A lot of people started distancing themselves from Super Who Lock and like Tumblr fandom stuff in general because it was seen as cringy. Which in some ways right. is too bad. But also, in other ways, it killed the more problematic parts of fandom at the time, and so it's like, maybe it was so, okay. Like, the death of the Hitalia fandom uh, was a very cool thing, and except now they're back, so I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah, except now they're back. I'm a little nervous. I'm scared for my life. Uh, I don't know why. Just There's bit. just this creeping fear constantly looming over me. Um... They're just always watching somehow, some way. So, I mentioned earlier to Emma before we started recording, uh, I did find a college thesis paper. It is 57 pages long. 57? You didn't tell me that! I mean, it's a thesis paper, so yeah, it's gonna be really okay. long. Go to okay, college, yeah. jeez. No. Okay. <laughs> but, um... It is about Super Hulock. 57 pages. College thesis. Do you think they got a good grade? 
I hope that Dean Howard Short, who was getting a BA at the University of Central Florida in 2014, got a really good grade on this. I hope so, too. Because he put too much time into that. Yeah, he was going for a Master of Arts, so I'm happy for him. So, here's the abstract. This is so great. While subcultural research has always been a common focus of sociological research, most su- this is poorly written. Sorry, uh, sorry. I have to drag Uh-oh. Dean from the University of Central Florida. Well, now they're gonna. Everyone's gonna find him online, and they're gonna tell him. They're gonna send this to him. They're gonna tag him in it, and they'll be like, "Hey, they mentioned you in their podcast," and he's gonna listen to it. He's gonna listen to all two thousand years worth of it of this episode. Two thousand hours forever. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just you to know hear- what, Dean? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you, Dean. I, I love this subject. I, I think you've got some really interesting ideas here. Um, please like run this through Grammarly. That is exactly what I was thinking. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna go to your college's writing center and have someone edit this for you, at least dude, the it you there's a there's a browser extension. Was there one in twenty fourteen? Actually now that you I think about it, because we are tra- time traveling right now. Probably not. So I'm going to say maybe not. Uh, take this to the writing center. Get it get it edited down. I understand you probably had like... Someone get me in touch with Dean. I want to have a conversation with uh, Dean. Can we get Dean? Can we get as Dean? As a guest on our podcast? On podcast? I'm legitimately going to make a note. I want to find this guy. I want to find this guy. I want to invite him on our podcast. All right. I'll, if up. we ever do a Super Who Lock 2 electric boogaloo, I will find no, Dean. I don't even care. I don't even care what we talk about. I just want to speak to him. I don't I just want to know what's going I on. I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. So, okay, back to the abstract. Most such studies focus on deviant subcultures. This has led to a glut of information on countercultures and criminal subcultures, but relatively little study of less visible subcultures. While there is a great deal of research on the sociology of sport, including sport fandom, there's very little on other fandom subcultures. While this makes sense, as they are niche subcultures, the popularity of formerly niche entertainment is expanding rapidly. Much of this fandom renaissance owes its existence to the internet and its ability to bring geographically separate individuals together into communities of interest. This exploratory study examines a particularly niche fandom, the crossover fandom of Sherlock, Doctor Who, and Supernatural on Tumblr, a popular microblogging site. Though the site lacks tools for formal organization of such groups, it nonetheless gave rise to a unique fan subculture. Through a content analysis of posts sampled from the Super Who Lock tag on Tumblr, this study attempts to understand both how subculture manifests in a social blogging setting and what the reason is for the creation of this particular crossover subculture. Results show that subcultural markers such as image are go? And shared values can be found online, though in necessarily different forms. The results also suggest that shared values strongly contributed to the creation of this crossover fandom and may be stronger contributors to fandom community creation in general than expected. Isn't that interesting? I've found that fascinating. I you can find this if you just Google Super Hulak. This shows up mm-hmm. on like one of the like either the first or second page. Yeah, I did not crazy. have to dig to find this. Yeah, love it. So thank you, Dean. Uh, love that for you. Yeah. Also, is Dean anti Super Hulak, or was Dean a Super Hulak? You know what? 
why not both? Whoa. Because that's me. Whoa. You know what? You are... I understand that. I I was super hulak. Technically, I didn't watch very much Supernatural. I know enough about it, but only because I was on super hulak mm-hmm. Tumblr. Mm-hmm. But I was very into Doctor Who and Sherlock. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care for the crossover aspects of you know what supernatural with the other two shows i didn't either because they didn't they the supernatural did not fit the vibe for me however i don't know if you remember this there's an edit that still exists because i found it the other day Mm -hmm. uh that someone made of the doctor inviting sherlock into the tardis have you seen that do you remember that yes it was very popular yeah i found that the other day and Um. i was like memories i've never been one for crossovers just in general i'm not a crossover person same because what everything very rarely everything that people like put together as a crossover never goes well like the two things just there's no way that you can make them work together in a natural way like um ooh, let's see what was one of the crossovers that i wrote down death note barbie mermaidia um yeah, the only reason that one exists is because of El Death Note Being, voice actor. Yeah, the voice actor, Barbie Mermaid, which is yeah. pretty funny. But, like, how do those two things yeah. fit together? If he was taken out of the equation, they don't. Even even though he's in the equation! He's a voice actor! The characters... You know what? What? No, even with him in the equation, it still doesn't make it sense. It still doesn't like, make any sense. Well, why don't you read it? I, I'm disappointed in you. Why didn't you read it? I'm sorry, I haven't read it. I got busy. Um, I got okay. busy. Anyways, I don't like crossovers. Um, I don't really like crossover AUs either. I have nothing against them oh, yeah, unless you were writing them. Harry Potter AUs. Then I, it's on Ellie, site. Those were the exact words that I was about to say. You, we, this is everything. Just needs to stop. Uncanny. Anyway, um, do you have any thoughts on Super Who Lock? That was pretty much all I had. Yeah, it's all just everything. Everything was a disaster, and I don't remember almost all of it, which... Most of my Tumblr years are kind of blessing. wiped from my memory. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind I of okay with that. I literally can't remember anything. I'm kind of okay with it, but I literally remember nothing. Although, I will say, a lot of it has been coming back, and I, this is so... This sounds mm. stupid when I say it out loud, but I do think it is related to my... Um, the anxiety I did oh, not is have. Of, is it because of Kinney cosplay TikTok? Uh, yeah. And I had erased most of those memories because it just, you know, it wasn't serving me, right? So I moved on. <laughs> yeah. And now in 2021, I'm on TikTok and I've been spending less time on it. Back again. Because it's literally like reliving those, except it isn't people my age anymore. It's people that are like a decade younger than me repeating all Mm -hmm. of this garbage that the rest of us grew out of at some point Mm -hmm. but it's not anonymous it's the second wave but public it's the second wave of tumblr but public and i think my least favorite part of it is it's the squeakquel is like the new puritan culture that we already tried on tumblr and it went poorly i don't know i i hate it 
so um yeah i've been spending less time on tiktok because of it because it literally is like you know what that's understandable when i say flashbacks i really mean i'm remembering things from my tumblr days that i literally erased from memory and i'm like wait a second this is just like kinny tumblr yeah but you know what are you gonna do anyway um that's super hulock man it it was a wild ride there's just so much and you know what we didn't even cover all of it and fairly there's just more and more and there's always going to be more it's terrifying yeah honestly like i don't think i don't think one person or even two people on a podcast with all the hours in the world could handle it yeah super hulock is is i mean wildly cursed but disaster. there are parts of fandom culture that i kind of miss and i've been reliving that through the mm-hmm. pandemic and again i know i'm not the only person that has kind of regressed back to my like childhood interests so hard yep um because you, you find safety and comfort in those things and it's been kind of nice yeah you're not around people as much so you're not socially performing in the same way that you normally have to. I think that's why Avatar The Last Airbender got so popular. Oh, a thousand percent. Dude, the people posting Avatar content, all millennials my age and older that grew up with it in our childhood, reliving it mm-hmm. last summer, that's the happiest I've felt in years. And I may never reach that high again. And I just nope. have to accept nope. that. Probably not. Yeah, no, I. it's over. The Avatar train has it's left the station over, and... I'm depressed forever now. Uh, no, it was a great renaissance for those, like, three months last summer. Yeah. Thanks, 2020. All right, well, we're signing off. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Yeah. Um, we've been getting a lot more listeners over the Christmas break for some reason. Don't know why. And you know what? We just went on the most wild tangent absolutely unhinged got so sidetracked so many times we might just lose all of them yeah people are gonna stop listening because they are so halfway not even halfway they are so sick of every time we go off topic they're screaming like please go back hey course correct seek help and i can't i'm busy correct i'm busy being unhinged online i'm busy talking I started a podcast so that I can listen to myself talk. And if you happen to be along for the ride, that's not my problem. (laughs) That's not my problem. I'm not here to entertain (laughs) you. I'm here to hear the sound of my own voice. I'm not. I hate editing because I'm like, I. someone stop me. Someone stop me from speaking. They can't. I don't know if that's why, like, I'm here. But I haven't been doing that. Yeah, that's literally why you're here and you're not doing your job. Although, if you started doing your job, I would kick you out. Yeah, you would get mad at me. if I. You know what? You'd be halfway through the thing and I'd be like, Ellie, shut up. And I would be like, this is... And then you'd get mad at me. This is erasure. This... <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of erasure. Uh, this is... Okay. This is yeah. uh, sure. ugly girl discrimination. Let me mm. speak. Because no one else will listen. And that's the show. (laughs) Hey, that's my middle child syndrome. We're both pointing to ourselves. Uh, And that's the show. Yeah, but thank you all so much. Uh, Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. We have been very glad to be doing this. It's been really fun. 
Um, mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. took a long hiatus because, as it turns out, Emma and I have very similar depression cycles. So, Isn't it so terrible? Yeah, when one of us is depressed, the other one inexplicably is. We don't even know. And then we're like, should we record? And we're both like, how about we do not Just be like perceived on the internet at all for like a year? And then mm-hmm. we come back like and we so start off 2021 with super hulock dude you know what you know what i hate to say it is this a bad omen starting off the year with super hulock no if we start off with the rough stuff no it can only get better from here i don't think we could cover any you know what i had to stop myself in the middle of that sentence because i realized we're planning on doing a hitalia episode at some point and i think that is just objectively worse than (laughs) stop (laughs) objectively worse than super who like <laughs> all right thanks everyone for listening we will be back uh someday with a new episode at some point about something yeah. uh follow us on about twitter something probably at maybe. pod no context we also have an instagram and a tiktok account oh so that's right as well our tiktok both of those all of our social media is mm-hmm. at pod no context mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure Ellie and I are both tagged in everything, so you can also come stalk no. us personally. Uh, don't stalk me personally. I do not want to be perceived. Thank you, though. That's all, folks. We will see you yeah. in the next one. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye.